You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Oh, shit. Eddie Simpson, hello. How are you? Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast for another week, my friend. Thomas, pleasure to be here, my friend. If you, uh, if you haven't listened to us before, uh, people out there in the wide world, uh, this is a sports podcast of uh, unqualified opinion, mixed in with a little unwavering bias. You're dead right. You've, you've nailed it. Sports related, yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course, sports related. We dribble. We dribble a lot. With the punter and the dribbler. That's you. That's it. That's you guys. So, we're back for another week, Eddie. Podcast 91. We're into the 90s. Yeah, we're getting on. We're well into the 90s, that's for damn sure. Hell of a knock. And there's been a bit on this week. Footy's back. Footy's back. League's back. Um, I'll give you a hot tip. It's been a better knock by you and I than, than a lot of the Australian cricket team. Well, we've managed to amass more podcasts than the Australian cricket team have runs recently. Yeah, which is disturbing. It because is. Because we would... We were trying to fight back to a top the heat. That is the cricket team. Yes. We're already a top the heat. We're a top the podcast heat, but we were sort of hoping that our Australian test cricketing counterparts might find their way back to the top of the cricketing heat from yep. a test perspective. But obviously, look, we'll get into that. We've got a whole bunch of sports talk. As we said, rugby league, test cricket. Uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger. Tiger's back. Is Tiger back? Tiger's back, Tom. And it feels so right. It feels right. It feels right. Let's talk about it. I'd we'll, love to. Let's do it. Let's rip in. Eddie, footy's back, rugby league's back. What wasn't it like just a squirter of a weekend? Oh, it was an absolute rip snorter, Tom. Rugby league was the winner. It was, and so were we. So were the punter and the dribbler. It was fan fucking tastic. Blessed. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know what I did Sunday, Eddie? God's day. You watched God's game. I watched God's game. Two of them, rugby league. Uh, Sunny as fuck. Four into six thirty. I can do that. Is that is that the new Sunday time? I'm slot? not sure if that is their new their new go for for rugby league on a Sunday. I thought it was going to be. A t- I thought your usual setups a two p.m. game into a four p.m. game. But you know what? It probably is. They're probably backing you into Matty Johns. That's what it is. Because it's the Fox game. It's the Fox game. They want to back you in. I wonder if that's what it is. I'm not. I'm not adverse to it. I'm not adverse to it Sunday at all. night footy? Yes, please. Yes, please. I don't need a game on it too. Yeah, they got rid of Monday night footy on us, which was perfect for the couch, perfect for big weekend recovery stuff. It was nice. But I can do Sunday night footy. I can absolutely get around to Sunday night footy, and I did. And Thursday night really just gets the appetite really humming along well, for th- a big weekend. Essentially, Thursday night is the weekend. So well, it is. Yeah. To have the game of rugby league on there, you sort of you can just go out and get blind with your mates and... Make bad decisions. Make bad decisions. Now, look, I mean, outside of obviously the fact being footy's back, yeah, got to be a little more specific about our rugby league, Eddie. What did you see on the weekend that really took you? Because I don't want to talk about Manly. I'm not going to talk about Manly. We're not talking Manly. We're not talking Manly. No, no, we're not going to talk Manly. We're not going to talk Manly specifically. No. Again, we're not X's and O guys. No. Uh, I'm not going to delve into the fact that we clearly missed um, Blake Green on the footy field. No. So, well, I'm also not going to delve into the fact that, you know, there are some specifics around some refereeing changes that I found quite uh, unruly and uncouth. Yeah, uncouth. Uncouth. Damaged decisions. maybe the game. I don't, I'm not going to go into that. I'm, I'm not, not going to talk about no, it. Nor should you, Tom. I'm not going to talk about the many, uh, the many times we were let down by some drop balls that I didn't like. I'm not going to mention it. No, and I'm certainly not going to mention the fact that we clearly have no um, drop goal now. No, I'm not going to go into the fact that when we've got a $10 million halfback who can't kick drop goals that maybe long-term that might be a problem for the team going forward. I'm not going to mention that. And also, and also how little 
or lack of understanding around just how you kick a drop goal. So generally, you usually pass the ball deep. Yes. Manly were trying to add a couple of new things, which was to pass the ball flat. Yeah, like to, to stand as close to the defensive line as yeah. possible and try and get it from there. Hey, look, it's new. It's new age. It's, it's new age. I don't know. And look, I would be, I'd be, I think it'd be safe to assume that Trent's not coaching them to do that. So, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about what might be making him do it because I'm only going to get more upset about it, Eddie. But obviously, I think they're trying something new with their drop goals. Yeah. Also, once just not even going for a drop goal when the game was on the line. Yeah. They just they just took hit-ups. Yeah. So, I mean... Well, hit-ups, maybe they're the new drop goal. Maybe they're the new drop goal. But, look, but we're not going to talk about it anyway, so... Look, we're not going to talk about it. What, what, I will, what I am prepared to talk about, mm. as much as it pains me to say after a loss, but... It was good to see Newcastle up and about again. I, mate, it was nice, it's, wasn't it? It was, uh, you, it was nice, very nice. Gorgeous for the game of rugby league because it's a heartland up there, Tom. Oh, mate. In steel country. Coal miners town Coal as well. Miners. I mean, they live and breathe rugby league up there. It's where the punter and the dribbler They is. breathe coal dust and rugby league. That's what they live for, mate. Yeah. They got a healthy crowd up there. Friday, 6 p.m. time slot, uh, getting that Arvo Sun. Yeah, getting that. You know what that was, Eddie? That was the biggest crowd for a 6 p.m. game since its inception. Uh, you know what it was, Tom? It was go to the heartland of rugby league, give them, give them nine debutants, of, of which some of them are pretty damn good footy players. Yeah, some hot Kalen, debs. Kalen Ponga in particular, who we'll touch on in a memento. Very hot debutant. He's a hot, hot debutant. I mean, he's got me sweaty under the oh, car. Oh, absolutely. In terms of your all-time Debs, he's got to be one of the hottest Debs going on. He's around. one of the hottest Debs on record. Hottest Deb of the round without a shadow. Oh, without a shadow. Anyway, we digress. But digress. It's that Autumn HD Light, Tom. Yes. 6 p.m. Autumn HD Light. Thank you very much. That's what Rugby League was made for. Um, it was just, you know, they win in Golden Point, beautiful, but just you could tell that the town was, gee, they needed a big win. They needed a win. Mate, back, the fact they got the fucking crowd after literally triple spoons, Eddie. Yeah, trip spoons. Triple spoons. The spoon wardens of the NRL. Yeah. And they come with that sort of a crowd for round one. Uh, that's what happens when you spend a few dollars, open the purse strings, so to speak. Yes. A junior, Mitch Pierce, looked great. Look, he looked all right. I didn't. I, well, no, great's a lot. Great's a great's, great's a big a call. I think look, great's a big call. Let me rephrase. Looked pretty good. He looked all right. Yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. I think he looked all right. I don't think I saw him set up a try. I look. I, saw, I thought Kalen Ponga. Ponga looked great. Looked phenomenal. You know that Ponga is still nineteen, Eddie. He's still nineteen years young. You know that Thurston was saying that he is the best young footballer he's ever seen come through. Yeah. Or one of. Yeah. No, he's the best. He Thurston said he's the oh, best. He's the best. He did say the best. Yeah, he said yeah. he's the best. He said he's the best. And 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 Thurston, uh, not the only one to say that. Few people have been saying that. They're just going, the guy's an out and out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a footballer. He's a, he's, a, he's an out and out footballer. There's no shadow of it out there. He's also the kicker for the team, Eddie. Just want to put a little more pressure on a young fella. Scores the opening try for him, then kicks it Appa- gets a conversion. And apparently apparently he does it all at all the time of training. Of course just he like does. does it day in, day out. Yeah. We got a we got a little baby alpha on our hands. Oh, we got a baby alpha on our hands. He's divine. He is divine. He's also a coin well, he's gonna play for Queensland, yeah. I assume. Yeah, he will. So I looked it up, punters and dribblers, just if you wanted a little clarification around where he's from, what he's been doing. Born in Western Australia, then oh. yeah, then lived in Mount Isa, then went and lived in New Zealand, then lived in Mackay. 
So never in New South Wales. Never in New South okay. Wales. So never there's no way we could spin that. No, look, I was looking for holes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, arguments somewhere which, somewhere along the tweed. Yeah, and just just giving fuel for Freddie and, and Joey and the like to try and spin a yarn. Getting his ear. Yeah, just a New South Wales yarn. Tom, yeah. you know how we like to spin them. Absolutely. Because I think had we have spun a better yarn back in the day, we'd have GI and and uh, Israel Folau and Israel Folau, and we we would have had you know a lot more bloody trophies in the trophy cabinet, so to speak. Yeah. Look, my rugby league talking points from the weekend are a little a little different. They're not exactly the uh, you know the, the the what you might expect, shall we say? Uh, first off, I just would like to. Take a little swipe at Fox Sports. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, Fox Sports. I'm talking to you. Again. At what point were, was anyone consulted about the clock? Now, oh, it, now, now yeah. everyone who watches a fucking game of sport understands the way the clock works, right? Yeah. It counts from zero up to 40 for a half, and then from zero up to 40 for a second half. That way, I know, oh, okay, there's 26 minutes that's gone in this half so far. And so then I can make my assumptions on where the game's at based on the clock. Mm. Now, they have just decided to, without telling anyone, we certainly weren't notified. No, we weren't notified. They've just turned it to counting down. And yeah. I found myself at many points during well, the game going, oh, and is it 28 minutes gone? What the fuck? Wait, no, it's counting down. What the fuck's going on? It threw the punter and the dribbler, Tom. It threw everyone. It was, it was the hot topic of the weekend. No You're one, absolutely right. No one knew what was going on. I was at a barbecue and, the, and, and people were almost distressed. Yeah, because you, you grow accustomed to something, Eddie, mm. and then just out of nowhere. And was this only Fox? Have, yeah. we, have we double-checked on nine? We haven't double-checked on nine, but I am pretty sure I would, out, I would almost go so far as to say that I would never, and I'm not... I'm not putting a foot in either camp here in terms of Nine and Vox, but I am saying Channel Nine just wouldn't do that. They, no. they, they wouldn't do it. So it's it's Fox trying to set themselves apart. It's Fox trying to trying to reinvent the wheel. Like it's we know how the clock works, mate. Why would you just suddenly change that? Well I think I think probably what they were going for is to create drama late. You what? know what I mean? Two to go, one to go. Like it's it's written as opposed to I, I get it. It doesn't I'm just trying to put my mind in the in, in that, just well, how do we get here? Yeah, how do we get here? What happened mm. now? Because it's a bit of a bed shit. Really. Well, it is a bed shit. It, it annoys me, and I'm sorry to I'm sorry to come out here after a beautiful, glorious game of rugby league, or sorry, weekend of rugby league, and and you know come out with some negativity. But sometimes you got to, Eddie. Mm. And I got one more. If you're fuming, Tom, you're fuming. I'm fuming. I'm coming in, and I'm fuming. Now, the NRL every season. They come in and they crack down on so you know. All right, we're gonna look at the fucking chicken wing tackle. Oh, the crusher. We're gonna you know make sure the the wrestling is fucking out of the game. No shoulder charges. All these things. We're like, okay, yeah, I get it. You don't want someone to get fucking brain trauma, so maybe we're gonna remove the shoulder charges from the game. Sure. We're gonna maybe look into that. Mm. Now, forgive. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. Has anyone been crying out for the play the ball to be? An area that needs to be fixed up? Like, how often have you ever said in a game, mate, he hasn't put his fucking foot on the ball? And even if he hasn't, have you gone, well, that affected the outcome of this game? Oh, that is probably the reason they scored the try. Has anyone ever, in the history of this fucking game, given a shit about whether the guy's foot's touched the ball or not? Because I personally haven't, and yet I've seen it now become a rule, and I've seen the referees miss about a million fucking times when the guy's foot doesn't touch the ball, and I'm sitting here going, well, I don't really care because it does not impact the game in any way. 
But then they'll pick out the one obscure time when some guy's foot doesn't touch the ball and give him a penalty, and you're just like, this has not made the game better by trying to police this fucking rule. No. Look, I, I, I completely agree. I don't think that... I think that... Sorry, I don't think that not putting your foot on the ball has an impact or a huge bearing on the game long term. No. If you're marching, the, if you're standing up and taking a few steps forward, sure. Hey, play the ball in the mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And play it properly as well. Don't just fall over it and, no. not, even, and not even attempt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with all... We, as best you can, attempt to rake the ball. And if you if you happen to miss it because you're fucking, you know, you're 68, 70 minutes into a game of, of origin football. And then, you're fucked. Then you can be excused for it, missing it. But exactly. I will say this. I sometimes switch to a show called Talk and Sport on my way home, right? Because mm-hmm. they talk league. They love league. It's, you know, and it's... They talk it, sport. They talk sport. But also more than that is it's because it's Talk and Sport, the punter and the dribbler ring up. Mm. And this is this is the punter and the dribbler oh, that's, yeah, ringing, yeah. that's ringing up. And I'll be honest with you, Tom, they've been yelling and screaming about this, about the foot not touching the ball for as long as I've been listening to the show. Why? Because they think that because they think it's a rule, and if they're not policing that, then it means they won't police a, uh, a million other things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They just think that like, but that's bullshit. Yeah, I know. But that's I'm just saying. People are screaming for it. I they, don't think it. I think it's ludicrous because they're not going to. Ta- they're not going to catch all of. They catch almost none of them. Exactly. But then, on one occasion when it, you know, basically impacts you the most, they'll pin you for it. Yeah. It's just stupid. And it it's also. Like, it's like keeping them instead of instead of worrying about if does the foot touch the ball when you're raking it, which is you know pretty much it doesn't have any fucking bearing on the match. Zero bearing. Is why don't you try and keep them back ten? Keep them ten. Because I'm pretty sure keeping them ten is going to have a bigger impact, bitter, bigger impact on the game of fucking rugby league than anything else. I just don't see why it's a fucking thing, and I just think it's going to be a problem all year. And there's going to be these random fucking times when a guy gets pinged for not playing the ball, and everyone's not going to go, "Well, good call from the ref." They're going to go, "What about the million other fucking times in this game when that has happened, and you fucking idiots didn't call it?" I will say this though, just to play devil's advocate to your point, yeah. How hard is it to rake the ball? That's a, hey, that's a very good point because it's not. Is it, hard. Is, it is it out out the realms of possibility to just put your foot on the to fucking ball? Expect a footy player sometimes on more than a million a season to put his foot on the ball. Uh, the loyal punter and the loyal dribbler will know that from time to time we'll engage in a little little process called fucked and hummer. Fucked and hummed. Could you explain to the punter and the dribbler who maybe is just, you know, having their minds open to the Hello Sport world and the Hello Sport podcast, what exactly is fucked and hummed, Eddie? Well, it's basically my look, specifically, yeah. at who in rugby league is fucked mm-hmm. and who in rugby league is humming. Ah. So it's pretty straightforward, yeah. as the name suggests. Mm. But it's but it's exciting. Yeah. And it and it, it's gonna give you an insight into in, into what how what's happening and, and who's Who's a team you need to keep your eye on and who's a team you need to put your bickies on? Right. Or, or a team you don't put your bickies on. Exactly right. So we're going to open with fucked. Who's fucked? I'll tell you who's fucked. Tom. Who's fucked? The Rabbitohs are fucked. The Rabbitohs are fucked. The Bunnies are fucked, in my opinion. Yeah. They go down 36-20 to the Warriors. I know, that's Who tough. were paying $2.70 at the start of the match. They were pumped until they scored a try late. It should have been 36-14. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's 22 points, Tom. Opening round. To the Warriors. To the Warriors, Tom. 
a basket case, an absolute shit show by any metric, <laughs> who have never won a game of rugby league football in Perth in nine previous cracks. That was their first win. So they've got a they've got a hoodoo like nothing else in Perth, like a hoodoo that's quite it's almost biblical. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Hoodoo. And then they go over there and take on the bunnies, and they're up thirty six fourteen with like a minute to play. So don't let the don't let the six points at the end fool you, punters. No, it was twenty two points. They got blown out by. It they was looked, shellacking. They look they look dog shit. They look fucked. They look absolutely fucked, punters, dribblers. But obviously, what do I know? Uh, and Harmon, now Melbourne Storm, mm. Melbourne Storm clinical, clinical as fucked as always. Uh, Cooper Cronk, obviously. The, the little general, so to speak. Yeah. Marshall. Uh, yeah, they're Marshall. They're Marshall on the footy field, Tom. The tip of the spear. Yeah, yeah. He's gone. He's gone walkabout. Yeah. Uh, gone to a club that can't even beat a, a dirty merger club. Yeah, the Roosters. So, I mean, good luck to him. Yeah. Good luck to him. Um, I'm pretty sure the die's cast for them as well. Yeah. But they just go, yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. We're just going to bring in, we're just going to bring Cameron Munster into leading the boys around if that's okay. We're going to bloody we're going to move Cam up the spear and make him yeah, the tip. Yeah, Cam's now the tip of the spear and Cam's just going to set up tries to critical ones in the second half and just put on a fucking clinic for the boys and the girls, Tom. Yeah. So Melbourne look like they've got a come ha, ha, on. <laughs> if you don't mind. Tom punters dribblers. Uh I have a public announcement that I would like to make right now. Tiger Woods is back, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. Yeah, that's right. Tiger Woods, the great Tiger Woods. The great. He's back. He's back in business. Really? So five years since his last win. No, he didn't win at the Valspar Championships. But you know what he did do? He came second, lost by a stroke. The man has endured more back issues than than any sportsman I care to remember. Well, it's Shagger's back. Surgeries for days. So he's had he's had three surgeries and gone, none of it's worked. Still got Shagger's back. He's, well, gone, he's gone to the best doc in the world and said, Doc, what can you do for, for an old Shagger? For a man that just shags nonstop. What can you do for an old Shagger that wants to, that wants to climb back atop the heap and and chase after the great Jack Nicholas and maybe get four more majors and also start shagging. Again. Yeah, yeah. Because I've not shagged in in years. Well, and I'm say, I'm I'm wondering whether that may have been one of the inherent problems in his game, Eddie. When he was shagging everything that moved, he was winning majors. He was atop the golfing heap. Played the best golf ever played. Yes. So then, as soon as he's outed as one of the great shaggers of our time, mm. and and seemingly has to stop shagging. Well, seemingly, seemingly has to stop shagging. Life's falling apart. Yeah. Shagging nothing, and and when you go when you go when a when a when a full time shagger stops shagging, the first thing that'll go is your back. It'll seize up because it's used to shag. Yeah, yeah it seizes up. If, I mean, we're not going to go through the bloody specifics here. It's you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty we, dense. It's pretty dense. It's probably too dense for this podcast. Yeah, it, it's it's very dense. You need a medical bloody degree, which we've got, but we just don't <laughs> think this is the right time or place to get into the minutiae of shaggers back. But by all means, no. When we're talking shaggers back, Tiger's got it. He got it. Well, he had it. He had it. <laughs> he had it. But he went to the best dog in the business and said, Doc, I got shaggers back. I've had three surgeries. Nothing's worked. Fix it. And he said, Tiger, have you tried shagging? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, he said, Tiger, before we can get you back on the horse, golf and shagging, <laughs> we're going to need to get some, we're going to need to give you some spinal fusion surgery. So I don't know what that means, but he's, they've fused his back. They've fused his back. It's been fused, and okay. now it's right for shagging, and it's right it's for right swinging for a club. It's right for a club. So he's, he's gone within a B's dick, Tom, of, of forcing a playoff today on the 18th. Left it a little short. Missed a shitload of putts today. Didn't, wasn't quite in range, to use his words. So had a little looks at birdie, but didn't knock him down. Anyway, I digress. He finishes tied for second. Um, the crowds were back because Tiger is golf. Yes. I mean, I don't care what anyone else says. No one gives a fuck, really, long-term no. about Rory McIlroy. Well, let's, let's put it this way. I'm a, I would, it would be a, a stretch to even call me a peripheral golfing fan, Eddie. Mm. But when I hear that Tiger's back. Yeah. You're the, up and about. The crowds are back. Yeah. His shagging's back. Yeah. I'm paying attention to golf. You're up and about. The, exactly. The punter and the dribbler tune in, Tom, because Tiger is golf. Do you really think that, that that people outside of like the hardcore golf fans give a shit about Jordan Spieth, little church boy? Definitely don't. Like he's a lovely guy, he's a stand-up gentleman, I'm a sure phenomenal golfer. I'm not knocking Jordan for God's sake, but he doesn't he doesn't shag like Tiger does. <laughs> the man does not shag. No. He needs a root. Yes. So that's why. Tigers top the heap, always has been, always will be punters, dribblers. Such is his resume, such is such his collection of work. Yes, and we're not just talking about <laughs> women shags. We're also talking about his golfing yeah, work. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. That it was, uh, I think, I can't remember who, which golfer it was, but they turned to their caddy and they said, I think it was Brant Snedeker, actually, who had who had to play with and, Tiger. And, and don't we all know Brant? Uh, yeah, another church boy mm. who should have done more shag in yeah. his time. Yeah, yeah. But Brandt, I think, turned to his caddy and said, mate, when was the last time you saw crowds like this? Eight, nine deep for Tiger. And he had to play with him today. Like, And they were just screaming when he was trying to hit the ball and putt and shit. But that's what happens when Tiger's back, baby. That's it. The, the fans gag for it. The punters get up and wet for it. He makes golf sexy. I wonder if Shane and him got in a room what had happened. Um, Shagging, you'd be fucking pretty safe <laughs> to assume, wouldn't you? Um, I... I, I you, what, you're talking the one and two in the world? I'm talking one and two shaggers. You're and, talking and one and two in the world, yeah. Get them together. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I look, I hate to comment, you know. It's just, we're, what do we know? No. Look, I mean, all, I, all I'd say is that I'd pay good money to watch those two gentlemen shag. Hello again, Sydney. I'm Lee Lin Chin. Remember, the train line between Epping and Chatswood is now closed, so it can be upgraded for the Sydney Metro Northwest. In the meantime, there's Station Link, a high-frequency bus service that takes you from station to station on seven different routes. I know it's a big change, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. Plan your trip. Visit transportnsw.info. Authorised by the New South Wales Government, Sydney. Tom. Yes. The boys in cream, our boys in cream, the yeah. nation's boys in cream. Yes. Uh, I think buoyed our, our, our test cricket spirits after a dominant display in the first test. Well, yes. It was, it was uh, very nice to see. We, we smashed them. Yeah. And I was sort of of the opinion, and I know you were too, that, that we did it without even using Steve Smith. Well, that's exactly what it was. Which we, we did. did. We but, did I, but I think what I'm insinuating, Tom, is that we would have smudge 
back to his brilliant best in this test. Well, I certainly thought that was going to be the case, Eddie. I'm, I'm more than happy to give our skipper a test off. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, look, he can have a test off. He That's had one fine. test. He had one test off in the, over the summer, and that was Adelaide. But we're not allowing him two tests no. off. I'm not used to two tests off for, you, for for Smudge. Now, for anyone that hasn't been keeping up, we're in deep shitski. It's live currently, yeah. and we're in desperate trouble. We have a lead of not much. Um, I would say we have a lead of 100, Tom. 100. All out. All out. All out. So South Africa have to tra- chase 100 runs, which... I mean, seems entirely plausible. By the time this hits your ears, I'm sure we will have already lost the We test. will have already lost. It'll be one all, and we'll be going to the decider. But I just want to t- touch on Smudge, okay? So Smudge, our boy Smudge got 25 or 58 in the first knock. Uh, LBW Rabada. And then in the second knock, Tom, in the second knock, he caught Quinton de Kock, bowled Kashav Maharaj, He's a left arm. He's the left arm tweaker. Okay. So he doesn't have a... He's average against left arm, left arm orthodox, I think he's like 15. Oh, really? Yeah. He just so, can't do it. Yeah, Maharaj is like he's... Uh, well, he's his bunny? Well, it's not his bunny specifically. I don't want to call Stephen Smudgery Smith the bunny of any man. No, 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 no. But just that action. Okay. Is he's he? It's his. It's his kryptonite. It's his kryptonite. Thank you very much. So Smudge in the second dig, he went for eleven. Tom, oh, how did he get out in the second dig? Caught Quindicock. Right, but damning statistics to the left arm orthodox. Yeah, that's no good. Or unorthodox. Whatever. One or the other. Whatever you want us to call it, it's not good, and I'm not happy about it, Stephen. Personally, I'm wondering whether this whole. Off, off field fiasco. Has it got to the boys? Has it got to him a little bit? Because the first test, I think it was working for us. Yeah, Because yeah, we yeah. were being mongrels and they didn't see it coming, the Saffers, and we were getting stuck in. Yeah. And they were ripping in for, for young and old. They were it was, in. It, was, it was pure, unadulterated mongrel from the Aussies. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. And then, now, uh, we can't repeat, obviously, the sledges, and we've it's well documented that I think everyone kind of knows. Well, now, if you you don't know now, then you've literally been living under a rock. Yes, literally. Literally. You can forget your metaphors, punters, dribblers. You have been caged somewhere. Yes. See, now, and I was shown a text message from someone in the Australian camp Mm. who has sent, sent what was said to David and what David had said to incite Quinton. You've seen it. I've seen it. And I've had it corroborated by two different parties who don't even know each other, right? Like okay. who have told me this. Yes. Who would know. Yep. And what Dave said to Quinton was possibly one of the milkiest. I can tell you what David said. Can't tell you what Quinton said. Tell you what David said. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. Okay. The David was essentially going, oh, De cock. Oh, his his name says he's a, like a cock. His name says he's a cock. Which, when I read that, I was so disappointed. I was like, "That is the shittest call I've ever heard." Really? Yeah. Like we were talking him up last week, like he was the king of mongrel. Well, look, I'm sure. Hey, I'm not. I'm not trying to paint David Warner as a all the time can't make a good call. But this call was particularly piss weak. Yeah. Particularly milky. Well, if that's what it was, then he needs to have a good hard look at himself. And for anyone, look, if you can find out what was said, do so at your own 
you know, you do, it, do, it, do it on your own time. Yeah. But what Quinton comes back with is the most fucking savage comeback I have ever heard in terms of you. Cricket sledges are quite famous, right? Yeah. This thing is the most savage pointed fucking comeback. And the fact that, I mean, I don't know if he's been thinking about it, but he just, I can understand why Dave blew up because not only is what he, Quinton said fucking, you know, a bit, a bit much. Mm. It was also the the disparity between decency of calls. Like yeah. Warner's call was fucking horrific. Quinton's He went it, biblical. It was biblical. Yeah. It was biblical. <laughs> it was one of the great comebacks, although it was grubby as fuck. Yeah. It was an absolute savaging. But it's 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 flawed him. It's I think it has to have flawed him. I think it has well, to have it flawed. It seems him. to have flawed the team, Tom. Yes, it has. But also I wonder I want to put How- this question to you, Eddie. Yeah, sure. Sure. When you are a noted sledger on the field, as, well, as yeah, world, world famous, sledger. world famous as the mongrel Davy Warner is, mm. do you think that it's part and parcel? Even though what Quinton said was fucked up, do you think that you kind of have to just be prepared to cop it? And the fact that he's gotten so pissed off about it, and the fact that like the Aussie team have sort of been coming out and going, you know, there's just some things you can't say, you shouldn't be doing this. Do you reckon it's kind of like? Well, if you're going to fucking engage in this shit, whilst it was grubby, do you have to kind of just cop it? Well, I think you've got to, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no, I think yes and no. I think in in this case, it's sort of like he would have heard that so many fucking times, surely, that at some point you just go, yeah, I've heard that before, bro. You know what I mean? But then the other side, of the other part of me thinks there's a there's got to be a line in the sand. and And... Talking about specific things that your a family member has done, I think's a bit grubby. Like, yes, you know, you know, tongue in cheek stuff like, oh yeah, fucking, why you say, why you batting so poorly? Oh, because your wife only left me at bloody four in the morning or six in the morning. Whatever, stupid shit like yes. that. I think's funny or because whatever. those things aren't no, no no true. No, they're not true exactly. But talking about shit that's true. And that obviously would annoy, you know, David and any other man. Yes, absolutely. And every other, any and other, any man. other man, any other man. I think bringing that shit up, specific true shit, I reckon that's crossing line. In my opinion, too real, too real. I think it's too real. Fair call. I think it's too real. And and if Quinton's saying that off the back of that milky ass shit you just said, yeah. I reckon he needs to he needs to have a fucking look at himself because that's outrageous. Yeah. Because I was under the impression that David. Which still may be true was just smashing him. Well, see, he could like hours and hours and hours, and then he's just snapped. And see that I'm not saying that he wasn't because I don't know about like what was out on the field or you know there was things about him apparently saying some shit about his his uh, that David was apparently saying some yeah. shit about Quinton's family. Yeah, yeah. Don't know about any of that shit. I can't confirm nor deny. And let's be honest, I can't really confirm or deny anything, but this is just what I'm told, and I feel like it's correct based on the amount of people that have told me it separately. Yeah. And David's call in the hot like in the tunnel as they're all walking up was at, was pure shit, and Quinton's was and will go down as one of the most savage comebacks in the history of comebacks. Eddie, I don't, I'm not one to to to, to get down on a on a on a bloke when he's down. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to beat a man when he's down. When he's down. Mm. But I also feel like it's our responsibility sometimes to maybe just speak about things as they happen. Mm. Now, the Waratahs, Eddie, you're you familiar with their work? Play rugby <laughs> union. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're blue. They do. Light blue. 
Light blue. Sky blue. Sky blue of the New South Wales. Yes. Now, they, uh, on the weekend, uh, obviously, they're traveling. They travel to another country to represent our state yes. and our country. Yes. To Argentina. Not exactly a rugby powerhouse, Argentina. No, but they, they do some good work. They play all right. Wouldn't say they're a powerhouse. No, no, they're certainly not. They're certainly not one of the big three down south. No, definitely not. Now the Waratahs lost to the Jaguars, the yeah. Jaguars. Mm. 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 Yes, uh, yes, they did. Mm. I actually sort. Of, I actually semi predicted that. I was at a barbecue on the weekend, and someone was showing me their multi, and they said Waratahs obviously to beat the Jaguars, and I said, "I'm going to stop you there." I was I was dragged to a game of the Waratahs were playing. Uh, I say dragged because, you know, it was the Jaguars, and and it was I think it was the last game of the season. Oh, you went to watch the Waratahs play the yeah. Jaguars and last they, year. Yeah, and they lost at home. The Waratahs did. Yeah. Oh, so we got form with the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. So there's form there. So, oh. I, so I saw that and I said, well, we're going to Argentina. We can't even beat him in our own we backyard. We can't even beat him in our backyard. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to hold my breath. It's a long. It's a bloody long way. It's a bloody long way. So, there you go. Do you think it's safe to assume now, two rounds in, three rounds in, that the season's over? No, I'm not going to say the season's over. Rebels are the top Rebels, the... the Rebels look red hot. Well, I mean, they're, they're two teams. They're the Force and the Rebels. Yeah, but they look red hot. Oh, they look red hot. Hot to trot. Yeah, they look... They beat the Brumbies. Yeah, who also lost to the Reds. Yeah. So Brumby's not looking great. No, either. Brumby's Brumby's looking looking like it could be a long year. Yeah, the Rebels are looking red hot, but early days, Tom. Early days, but looking hot, looking hot. Good to see Melbourne doing well. Well, look, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take any Australian conference doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beating teams that aren't Australian. Yeah, well, that's it. That's or, it. Or the Sunwolves or whatever. Or the Jaguares. You who know what I mean? Beating. Who who are beating us? Hmm. Like. I need you to beat New Zealand teams, and I need you to beat South African teams. And then if you're doing that, I feel like just naturally you're going to beat Jaguares and some yeah. wolves. Look, you're talking about your, your your thirst and desire for silverware. I'd love it. And when you were born in our gen... Generation silverware. Generation silverware, you're absolutely right. We're when the silverware generation. When you were raised on silverware, literally raised on it, yeah. literally... A healthy diet of yeah. silverware. Oh, a healthy diet. Oh, so what did you do on the weekend? This is me as a young barking dubbo. Yeah. What did you do on the weekend? Oh, I don't know. I think you know. I think I think Rugby Australia just just brought around all our trophies for us to look at. You know, yeah. the, you know the Blair and the Tri Nations and Bill. Bill. You know, Bill, Bill came to my primary school. Yeah. There's a photo of me with yeah. Bill. No, just those trophies. So when you're raised on that sort of diet of just pure silverware, pure unadulterated. Just to internationally recognised no, silverware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This ain't no, this ain't no pure milk cup shit. No, no. This is the bled and the tri nations at Bill. Thank you very much. When you're raised on that diet, punters, dribblers, forgive us for not getting up and around a team that can't beat the Hagarares. Could you two just not talk anymore? At Liberty Financial, we're free thinking. Not in a no-shoe-wearing, long-hair, free-love kind of way. We're financial free-thinkers. Like when your deposit isn't enough for others to give you a mortgage. At Liberty, we're more flexible with smaller deposits. And you can trust that at Liberty, we won't treat you just like everyone else. Call 13 11 33 or visit liberty.com.au. Liberty, free-thinking loans to help you get financial. Lending criteria apply.